Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. What was your favorite cereal growing up? Honeycomb. Ooh. But it does not taste the same today at all. Have you had it lately? None of them do. None of them hit the same as they used to back in the day. I don't know what additive they had to take out, but they they need to put it back in. (laughs) No. Well, honeycomb is like a different consistency. I think that they have messed up with the formula. They're smaller. Remember how big they used to be? Yeah, no, that's like, like the fluffy almost. It's, it could be a full-fledged snack out of a bag because those things were so big. So big. Yeah. yeah. Not, anymore. Not anymore. I bought some. I was like very let down. Yeah. What about you? Stinks. Well, I used to love Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but I ain't getting near that shit anymore. Not a chance Fuck in hell. No. Nope. I'm out. I'm out. I mean, we'll get into that in a minute, but dang. For real. We buy cinnamon toast crunch too. We're a cinnamon toast crunch family. Mm. I but here's the thing. I pour the bag out because I have those little cereal containers, so mm-hmm. the cereal stays fresh. And so I pour every single bag out. Yeah, it never stays in the box very long at my house. Glad I do. I'm glad you do too. I'll be looking at my raisin bran. I mean, right? Like I'm it's my fruit. Seriously, <laughs> not going to be like hunting. Just like a hunt and search my cereal before I eat it. I'm not a big cereal person anymore. Although I will say, we recently bought um, a box of the cinnamon clustered Cheerios. Oh, those are fire. I had some of those with you the other day. They they're, are so they're good. real good. Yeah. You know what they reminds me of? Nut and honey. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what you said. Mm-hmm. Is it nut and honey? No, it was honey bunches of oats. Honey bunches of oats. Honey bunches of oats. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it Love gives that it, one. it gives that kind of flavor mm-hmm. A little profile. Bit of, I was like, yeah, this is good. Well, we're glad you're here with us today. We are so Some glad for social catch up. Yep, that you are joining us for the social catch up. We've got quite a bit to talk about today. Some fun. I liked a lot of these. These are <laughs> I did fun. Too. Yeah, these are good. These are fun. These are well, good. not all fun. Yeah, not some, all fun. Some are serious, but I, I yeah. really enjoy and I enjoy doing these. There's, I do too. I'm like, oh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Do you want to update you guys on Chris Harrison? Please do. The Bachelor Nation is erupting even more. And this is really a good story because it's now painting a picture of what we need to know moving forward. And guys, I don't know if the show will make it. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. If if my predictions are correct, mm-hmm. not sure if the show is going to make it. Okay. So as of last week, what we know is still Chris Harrison was taking a step back mm-hmm. to put in the work, mm-hmm. get his racism coach and really learn how to... Be not anti- be a racist. Not mm-hmm. to be a racist. Right. And so Rachel, uh, not Rachel, um, Taisha and Caitlin Bristow stepped in for The Bachelorette. There's going to be two Bachelorette seasons back to back. Okay. Without a Bachelor in the middle. Okay. So it's going to be Bachelor in Paradise, two Bachelorettes. Those okay. are the threes. And Chris Harrison's not going to be a part of any of them. Okay, good. That's what we heard. Got it. So by that, it was like the interpretation that he's not gone. Okay. He's still going to come back because that's the language that Tasha and Caitlin had taken on. We're just stepping in. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now Chris Harrison has lawyered up. He didn't have a lawyer two weeks ago. Okay. Now he has lawyered up. And I should have said this before. Um, Chris Harrison is dating a very well-known media correspondent for E! 
Lorenzima. Okay. So a lot of what gets released from Chris Harrison is probably going through Lauren. Okay. Usually the friend <laughs> that is listed, I feel like it's Lauren. Sure. They've been sense. dating. They've been dating for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So um, he is now lawyered up. The same lawyer that Gabby or Gabrielle Union had when she was on um, America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a very, it was noted that he's a power lawyer and that he only takes specific cases that have enough evidence to win. Okay. So what we think is happening, mm-hmm. it, it hasn't been said, okay. but page six report, reported on this and it said that basically the lawyer has enough information, they're gonna move forward with basically exposing ABC. And I guess Chris Harrison has receipts. Oh <laughs> boy. So I think that he's like, you taking me down, I'm taking everybody down with you. Okay. Well, I, I, hmm. now see, I I'm think to sit with that for a second. So cause... I think he has because he's the face, obviously. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I know he probably has a he- heavy hand in the whole franchise, but he's not the only one running the show. And I think the producers really saw because a lot of people are calling him, you know, calling for Chris Harrison to be fired. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I think he sells a contract. So there's something with that where ABC is now trying to manipulate that, I think. Okay. And, or the Bachelor franchise. And um, because a lot of people that were going to go in Bachelor Paradise and The Bachelorette were saying, I'm not comfortable with Chris Harrison being there. Rightfully right. so. Rightfully so. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying this, uh, mm-hmm. but now he's coming, he's doubling down. So right. there's talks that he knows a lot of things. It's interesting. I mean, here's kind of where I feel like in this. If you feel like you have been wrongfully terminated, which I don't even know that that's the language that they would use, I'd be very interested to see like w- how they construct that language in this lawsuit. Um, you can't deny things that you've said mm-hmm. on video, Chris Harrison, because we've all For seen the video of you showing your true colors. And that is why Bachelor Nation said we're done with you we we need you to go do the work and you need to go fix Mm -hmm. some things that are broken in your house i think that abc and the bachelorette franchise also needs to do the work i don't Mm -hmm. know again maybe they are maybe they're not we don't know we haven't received that information it's not something that you know we have seen publicly been brought to life right i think if the franchise has any hope they need to clean house and start fresh and that means Chris Harrison needs to go, but everybody who was a part of cultivating that culture in mm-hmm. the, the Bachelor needs to be fired as well, or just needs to step down or be away. Like, just start fresh. Everybody, go. it is. It's a lot of things are being called out. I'm really interested to see. This could be. I mean, I would be not shocked if it just blew up the whole show mm-hmm. for the because if enough things come out people are like this is this is crazy like i don't right. i don't support this and and just by even being on it and supporting it it says a lot and people will, will reject it yeah i will also say too that matt james has kind of gone the lamb like he deleted his instagram he was the the bachelor just completed a, se- a, a season um he's giving out clues basically like a little bread crumbs that he's not done talking but he but he's under contracts and okay. so it's either he's going to get to his breaking point and start talking mm-hmm. because he's alluded that he has things to say well because I, after the final episode it yeah. was because i feel like he i feel like he feels exploited which he kind of was mm-hmm. in several instances um 
But and I think after he's sat with it, saw his edit through the show, he's not happy. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. I'm mean, I, again. I I think there needs to be a full sit down with him just by himself, being like, take us through day one. <laughs> how did it have, like seriously from the Old vetting process? Mm-hmm. From like how did you get picked on the show? How did they? Oh, he was supposed you? to go on the Bachelorette. He was okay. supposed to go on the Bachelorette, Bachelorette um, with uh, Claire Crawley. That's what he was supposed to be on that season. I have no idea what that means. He was supposed to be on The Bachelorette before him. Okay. So The Bachelorette that was before his, uh, his season. That's what he was supposed to get on. But he wowed the producers and then... They you know, wanted a black They bachelor. wanted a black bachelor. Okay. And I guess he checked all the boxes, the correct boxes. Right. And, um, and that's also what he's been calling out too. Yeah. Like he looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. He fits this prototype. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He's not done. I think that's I, why the yeah. beard came I out. I want him to, I, I listen, I'm a fan. Like, I, I like this guy. I mean, <laughs> Me too. I, I feel like we do owe him to, you know, I want his story to be out there. He has every right to tell his story and I hope that he's not silenced. Mm-hmm. I hope he's not silent. <laughs> I hope that he can tell it. Um, and I hope that we um, just get a chance to hear what he has to say. Me too. Yeah. So, so moving on. Moving right along. Um, okay, so this story <laughs> really grew a tail, didn't wild. it? Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't stop. We it doesn't stop. A couple days ago, where uh, this story was forwarded to us, and I was like, "Oh God, this is hilarious." So apparently, there is a man. His name is Jensen Carp, who is also known as Topanga's husband. If you remember Boy Meets World, Topanga was um, a good show. It was such a great show. But Topanga was a character on that show, and I think we've all grown up with her. Um, but she's now married, and her husband loves and has an affinity and has for years of cinnamon toast crunch oh by the way mm-hmm. did you not love topanga's hair growing up always did you want her hair yes okay i just i just want to mention that because i was like i why can't i have her hair i mean it was so beautiful she was Luxury. just and she was she had such a um, unique look about her mm-hmm. that you didn't see anybody else on tv that looked like her but you're like gosh she's so pretty yeah. but like i don't know but like a really um relatable way to like some stars just were just pretty on a different level like kelly kapowski mm-hmm. that was like different level pretty you right. know like you didn't know anybody like that pretty but topanga's like that she's hot like striking, like striking. yeah striking yeah. um oh, sorry sorry go ahead so uh, jensen carp finds two shrimp tails or what he thinks are shrimp tails in his <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch and immediately <laughs> as one does in 2021 tweets cinnamon toast crunch like Hey, uh, you guys want to tell me what this is? I feel like I found two shrimp tails in my cinnamon toast crunch. And what, what we've these? known is like Twitter is the new customer service. Yes. If you want to reach a company, you go to the tweet. You go to go to Twitter, and they'll respond to you much faster than an email, much faster than a phone call. Mm-hmm. They don't want those tweets to live out there because this is what could happen. You could have yourself a serious cinnamon cereal. toast crunch. <laughs> it's cereal, cereal <laughs> killer. <laughs> this is what has happened right now. So the puns for the, days. I know this is so good. Um, so. Cinnamon Toast Crunch does tweet back and says, you know, um, you know, actually, can you pull up those tweets? I am. Okay. I'm pulling them up. It's so funny. It is I'm great. pulling up our, um, hold please. Yeah. I just want to make sure we get this right. Cause that, I mean, cause the language here is, is great. So pretty, what did, what did, what was Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Okay. So response? the first response was, oh, the first tweet was, um, Cinnamon Toast Squares, why are these shrimp tails in my cereal? This is not a bit like a comedy bit. 
Cinnamon Toast Crunch wrote, uh, wrote back, we're sorry to see what you found, exclamation mark. We would like to report this to the quality team and replace the box. Can you please send us a DM to collect more details? Thanks. Then guys, I'm not sure you're ready. For, I'm not, guys, I'm not sure I'm ready for another box. <laughs> we understand your concern. We promise that, that our team will look into it and get to the bottom of it. But in the meantime, we do want to make sure everything is right. We'll, we'll need further details to do research. <laughs> he sends a he sends a DM. He goes, "Okay, I've sent your DM. DM, fair warning. I look different since eating your cereal." And he sends back a shrimp. <laughs> we understand your concern. Okay, hold on. Um, okay, this is my favorite. Okay. This is really funny. So, Simon Toast Crunch then says, after fur- further investigation with our team that closely examined the image, it appears to to be an accumulation of cinnamon sugar that that can occur when ingredients are thoroughly blended. We assure you that there's no possi- possibility of cross-contamination with shrimp. Okay, after when <laughs> this is what Jensen <laughs> replies back with. Okay, well, after further investigation with my eyes, <laughs> these these are cinnamon-coated shrimp tails. Okay, you and weird. just so you know, this is all happening via Twitter. V- yeah, okay. back and forth, back yeah. and forth. He goes, shrimp tails, you weirdos. I was all, I was, <laughs> I wasn't all that mad until you tried to gaslight me. <laughs> It goes on and on. We will post the full. I mean, it's going to take you every bit of 10 minutes to get through every one of these slides because it, it's so long. But um, I just in a roundup of it, it is the most beautiful example of Internet gold happening right now between these tweets because it just gets crazier and crazier with every like every time Simon Toast Crunch comes back to try to fix a problem they make it worse they make it worse and they make it way worse (laughs) I mean to the point where they even tell them okay if you don't want to send back the box then you need to take the box to your local law enforcement (laughs) and report there's been tampering with your box no, because he, okay, so to go further into this, and I promise we're not nut you guys, jobs here. it is bizarre. It's so good. It's so great. He finds other things in, in his cereal. Yes, what else does he find? His wife was convinced, like, yeah. you need to go back and look. He found a weird string, and he also found something that looks like, he, he goes, for real, someone tell me that these aren't maggots or bugs. Is it shrimp adjacent? I've also found weird cinnamon-covered pea thing. This was not a joke. So it's like he found some kind of feces and bug-type matter. And dental floss. So then, yeah. So then after, (laughs) (laughs) this is really funny. So his wife, Topanga, ate Uh a bowl of this and didn't notice anything. And then... Wait, after she... Like, she already knew all this shit happened. No, she didn't know. know. Okay, okay. she ate. Got it. And then... She she goes back. She goes. My wife has a stronger stomach than me, and I checked. We so we checked another bag in the family pack, and this this one seems taped up, and also seems to include dental floss. So dental floss was also found. <laughs> this is so great, you guys. Yeah, it's it's worth. I mean, we're not doing it justice. It is worth your time to just when you've got ten extra minutes where you're waiting on an appointment or I don't know what you're whatever you're doing. Just do it. Pick it up. Read it. It's hilarious. We'll we'll put a link in our. Um, I mean, it's gone by. I mean, this yeah. is, I but mean, like, it's been picked up TME, by TMZ has done a piece on this, like, has done an interview with Jensen Carp. The New York Times <laughs> has reported on this. CNN has reported on this. I mean, this isn't just like a tweet that went haywire. This is like a story that is breaking the internet right now. It's and so funny. Just the, in the way that it's a, it's a classic example of how you do not handle a complaint in customer service like especially in 2021 especially in 2021 like have you not learned anything uh but it's great so if you if you want to dive down that rabbit hole we invite you to 
We invite you along. And let us know what you think because it's right. really funny. And <laughs> I seriously, I was like, I've got to go go home and check the cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah. So you know what packages it was. I bet it was like Costco, those big packs. He got it at Costco. And uh, did you see like the, it's Costco that's on Topanga Boulevard in California. <laughs> like the irony of this whole story just gets funnier and funnier. That's awesome. Um, yeah. The internet. The internet. Uh, way to go, well, internet. Well, yeah. the internet wasn't too nice to Kylie. No. They really, uh, really came after Kylie Jenner this week. Um, and she was under attack this week because of a GoFundMe account that she linked to her Instagram stories. And a quick rundown of the story is earlier this week, a uh, a makeup artist who I'm going to use quotes um, was her makeup artist. I'm just quoting that because that's kind of relevant to why people are very upset about this. Mm-hmm. Gets into a terrible car accident and has to undergo extensive amounts of surgery. And Kylie puts in her stories that she has donated $5,000 and then a swipe up feature to a GoFundMe page to help with medical expenses for quote unquote her makeup artist. Um, And I'm using that in quotes because it's, it'll come down here in a second. And people went apeshit over this because they were like, this girl is worth close to a billion dollars. How, how dare she not pick up the entire bill for, her makeup artist, like that, that family has so much money. This is bullshit. You know, we need to cancel Kylie. Like, I mean, it just like, she took it like really hard uh, Mm -hmm. this week on the internet. Um, And a lot of people come for, you know, because they just see her of, she has a lot of money. She's got a lot of privilege. This should quote unquote be the right thing to do to take care of your makeup artist. And I'm going to give you my opinion on that after we read her response. Right. Okay. So Kylie addresses the situation and She says, and I quote, I feel it's important for me to clear up this false narrative that I've asked my fans for money and I'm not paying the makeup artist bills. Sam is not my makeup artist. And unfortunately, we don't have a personal relationship anymore, but I have worked with him a few years ago and I think he's the sweetest, the statement read. Mm -hmm. I saw my current makeup artist and friend Ariel post on Sam's accident and his family's GoFundMe and I called Ariel immediately to see what happened to Sam. The initial GoFundMe goal was $10,000, at which time Jenner donated $5,000 to the GoFundMe account. And then she says, they already raised six k so I put in the five k to reach the original goal and thought I'd post on my stories to gain more awareness. If anyone else feels compared to do, compelled to do so, please share or donate. I don't know how things got so twisted, but his family has reached out to me through Ariel, and they are very appreciative of all the donations, prayers, and love towards Sam. The statement read, anyone that knows me knows that I do things from the heart and I try to be helpful whenever I can be. Let's all stay positive and keep Sam and his family and anyone you know who's going through difficult times in your prayers. He, um, he is fighting for his life. Yeah. It's got, he has, he does have extensive brain damage and that, that was what the surgeries were trying to do. And initially they didn't know how bad it was. That's why the amount was so low on the GoFundMe page, like low in comparison for what he has to go through now okay and she yeah and she matched she she filled in the gap right so after that being said it wasn't her uh makeup artist and even if it was her makeup artist she doesn't have any financial obligation to help this person at all I mean, you could if you want to. That's, that's it's your money. You choose to do with it as you wish. But the fact that she was getting so much flack for not covering the expenses of somebody that's not in her immediate family, it's not even in her immediate camp of people that she knows. And even if it was, it's still nobody's business on how Kylie spends her money to begin with. Like, 
you want to pay your bills, great, do it. If you don't, that's on you too. Like you mm-hmm. don't have a financial obligation to take care of the medical bills. It, it, it kind of baffled me. Yeah. Well, the swipe up feature to, but then it was already like the goal was already reached. Now I don't do a lot of a whole lot of uh, GoFundMe's um, that have reached a goal. Can you keep going? Yes, you can. So you can go over the There's, goal. It doesn't shut yeah, down. GoFundMe accounts can reach any amount. Like there, I mean, just because you set it doesn't mean that the it money stops up. there. It can go gotcha. as and as soon as like you either shut down the account or you just let it run and see how much money can be noted. Like there's no limit. Um, one thing I felt that was very detached was making a correlation to how much she's worth. Yes. And how much the $5,000 was worth to her. Right. I don't fucking care. Yeah. It's, it's what she wanted to give and that should be fine. Right. It shouldn't be like, well, that's only such as like 50 cents to you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well then it's 50 cents to me. Right. It doesn't, it, it, I don't understand like why, why this is like the, the police are after her here. This is, it's just gone out of hand and I don't, I don't understand it. I, yeah. I don't need I'm that. not trying to be detached here. Yeah. Like maybe it, I mean that it's not the greatest thing I, I would ever post, but think about it too. Like she's like 20 something. She's probably like, oh my gosh, I really care for this guy thinking she's doing a good thing. Right. And I know good intentions. Right. I mean, and I, listen, I, I can understand why people see this and they're like, that's bullshit. She should pay for the whole thing. I can, I see where people come from in that argument. I don't agree with that statement, but I understand that some people are just like, no, if you have the money, you should do it. And I'm like, well, that's not necessarily the case. What you choose to spend your money on is just that your choice. That's she probably, I mean, and we don't know what she is giving to. We don't know how yeah. much has, ha, maybe she has reached out in other ways. Yeah. We don't know. And I'll go ahead and put out there, like if Kylie didn't put that on her social media, think about like that limits the potential amount of people that could see that GoFundMe account. Mm-hmm. Kylie puts that on her social media and now it opens up to tens of millions of people that have the opportunity to see that and have the opportunity to make a contribution if they so choose. She's not saying you have to. She's just putting a feature there being like, if you choose, here you go. Here you go. Here's a, here's a way you can help if you want to help. Right. So, I mean, I feel like that's a, I'm, I'm glad that she put out a statement. I mean, well, I'm, it's kind of sad, but I mean, she is in the limelight. She is a very prominent social figure she Mm -hmm. does invite people in socially and so it kind of does invite the criticisms and you know you take what you can get I guess but this one's kind of got out of control I thought that this was way too it was like they were searching I was like guys try again yeah this one's you're trying to make her out to be a monster and this isn't the case that you're building it on the case and I'm like I mm." Try again. It doesn't sit well. (laughs) Yeah. Like some of them I'm like, okay, you have a point. Yeah. This one, not so much. No, not really. Okay. This next one, we're going to put a disclaimer. Disclaimer. I'm so sorry. A disclaimer. (laughs) I knew where you're going. Okay. Uh, But we are going to be talking about drug and alcohol abuse, some sexual um, abuse and eating disorder and body image. Um, So if this is, if those topics are triggering for you, just Maybe you want to fast forward through this. Um, we are going to be giving some numbers out. So if you do feel like you need to talk to somebody, if this is triggering, then by all means, we do want you to have access to information and somebody that can help. 
So um, that is going to lead us into the Demi Lovato Dancing with the Devil documentary that released on YouTube a couple days ago. The first two, the two first two episodes, the first two of, episodes. of four. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, I was duped by this. I thought I, when I sat down to watch this, I was like, I'm going to get the, you know, I thought this was like a, a full documentary. I didn't know it was like done in stages like that. So I was like, 22 minutes. That's not a long documentary at all. So I was like, maybe they're just giving me a clip. And I was like, oh, no, YouTube, you're smart. <laughs> you're making sure your downloads stay consistent. <laughs> not See, just I was, like drop and go. No, I was shocked that it was, they put two out. I thought there was only going to be one. So you just like thought, one episode. Yeah. And yeah, I knew it was going to be four. I didn't know it was, yeah, yeah, I did not know it was four episodes. I, I never watched the trailer on it. Um, I don't know if they mentioned that in the trailer or not, but I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, dang did. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see that. So you should have watched the trailer. I didn't I watch the trailer. I told you to watch the trailer. I told you to watch the trailer, and I didn't watch the fucking trailer. I am very invested in the story. It's just, a, it unlocks a time that the public had no idea. No clue. The, the depths of which she was struggling. And I highly recommend, if you... If you can make it through the documentary, I highly recommend it. Oh, it's good. It is very triggering, though. I will say on so many levels. I sat with it for a long time yesterday. I know that you did, too. Yeah, I did. I was like, I was not ready for that to hit as hard as it hit. And I mean, I like Demi Lovato. I Mm -hmm. I mean, I when her music comes on, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this song. You know, everything's always catchy. I've never seen her in concert. I'm not sure I would have ever chose to see her in concert. But like if the opportunity came and someone's like, hey, I got this ticket. You want to go? I'd be like, fuck, yeah, let's do it. But with that being said, I'm not like a, you know, fangirl for Demi Lovato. Mm -hmm. I am after watching this. I'm like, I will whatever you need. Girl, I'm here for you. Oh, oh my goodness. Can't wait till this album drops too. Whew. Be on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Okay, so go through it. So um, it's really, this is an all excess pass into the spiraling of her demise through drug abuse. Mm-hmm. And what you're really getting is, it's really interesting because there was a documentary that they were filming in 2018, um, which was docu- not all access, not all access. Right. Yeah. Um, and that document, that documentary was uh, taking, like, it was really going through tour with her while she was on tour um, mm-hmm. with her, you know, her dancers and choreographers and everybody in her camp. Um, but it was very two-dimensional. Um, she was not allowing you to see any of the dark pieces or dark corners of her life. It was really just Fluff. kind of a highlight reel of, mm-hmm. look at me, I am on tour and I'm at the top of the world. And internally, she was spiraling out of control in dark spaces throughout her life. Um, so at this point in 2018, she had been sober for six years. She was sober um, as of 19, which if you really think about it, she was sober before she could have alcohol. Yeah. Like she had to go through rehab before she was legally able to drink. That's crazy. That was a, a correlation that I uh, I was shocked by, as well as, you know, the reason that she went into rehab in the first place. It was so she could have a relationship with her younger sister. And that was just shocking because that she really valued that that relationship so much and she didn't want to be that sister. And so she did it Yeah, for six years. So and when she relapsed, she relapsed hard she did yeah and we'll we'll go down that that road in a minute but Mm -hmm. like let's go through like how did this start and I think it's really important to know that she has felt 
a lack of control for a majority of her lifetime. So when she was younger, um, she was involved in beauty pageants. And this is part of the story in the documentary and she, where she thought if she, she'd always been like, I mean, a, a cute girl, mm-hmm. you know, um, but she just had always had this body image of something that she wanted to be that she just never was. Um, and she told herself, if I, if I don't get first place in this pageant, I'm not going to eat anymore. Mm-hmm. And like she had this very, I mean, she was very driven with goals from very early age, but they weren't exactly the healthiest goals to surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was always very competitive. If she was going to be in something, she wanted to be the best. And when she got into singing and acting, I think people that worked with her would say the exact same thing. It's like, no, I mean, you put a microphone in that girl's hand and she's going to give you everything she's got. She's great to work with. And so she was getting a lot of praise for being very disciplined and very, um, you know, just good at whatever she did. And I think that that kind of became... In that sense, it kind of mirrored the Britney thing, too. Yeah. Like, she she was just on. Yes. And when she was on, she was great. And you yeah. knew she would hit it. You knew she would nail it until... And she, would, she wouldn't quit until she had it perfect. Exactly. Um, and I think that's... I think we see that that's like a, a common theme with these young, you know, actresses and singers. Well, I know someone else is going to be right there trying to vie for that spot. Well, yeah. And very easily replaced. But they've always been under someone else's control. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to be interwoven into this story a lot when you look back of like how did this happen you're like well she's never been allowed to make decisions for herself someone has always been there being like you need to look like this you need to sound like this you need to market this this needs to be your first song I know you like the way that you sang it here but we need you to do it here because this sells more records like everything is mass produced down to just like the hem on your pants I mean that has got to be exhausting, exhausting mm-hmm. for these girls. I mean, and boys, and, and I know they're not the only ones that, um, that have this, but so that kind of starts her, her path down the search for control. And like, what does that mean for her? Um, and then you find out a little bit later that her dad is an addict. Um, you know, they had an estranged relationship growing up and she admits that, um, is it 2018? I don't remember he when. Died. I think it maybe it was. Um, because he died, but they don't know the actual day that he... He didn't die in 2018, though. I don't think so. Did he, I think it was. Was it? Was yeah. it? Okay. I, I don't remember. It's close to that, but I don't remember okay. time-wise um, what that is. Because they don't know the exact day that her father died because they found him the week of father's like Father's Day. Actually, I think they found him on Father's Day, but he, his body had been decomposed for what they think is up to 10 days prior to him being found. Yeah. So she doesn't know when her father passed. So every summer she has to relive this. Like, right. is this the day? Is this the day? Is this You're the right. Day? I don't think it was in 2018. I think it was much younger. Like she was much younger. I don't know. I don't remember the timeline of that story, yeah, but I know but that that sits with her. Yes. Like, no one, like he was literally left for dead and it comes full circle mm-hmm. as she also uncovers her story basically being left for dead as well yeah um but how she 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 suffers with addiction she's sober and that's where they really highlight the whole the first two episodes is that through her relapse and why she chose to relapse i mean it was almost like a conscious decision yeah like she was like i'm gonna do this because being sober was no longer making her happy right and that is a just dagger into my brain i'm like that 
to choose addiction after you've been sober for that long, that's how unhappy you are. Right. It's almost like when someone commits suicide and you're just like, oh my gosh, I just, how, they must have been so sad. Like that, it's along those same lines. Like what are you going through internally that this what was is, your choice? Yeah. And so that night that she decided to relapse was... I feel when she listed off all the drugs she had, I'm like, how are you alive through that? Right. That was insane. And there was a a part in the documentary that you'll see that, I mean, she's on tour in Europe and she's at a bar with her, you know, her dancers and she's deciding, you know, she's going all in with shots and, you know, you just kind of see her taking a nice turn of like, fucking I'm ready. Like I'm just going to get wasted and this is going to happen and blah, blah, blah. And it was kind of in that moment too that I was like, how like everybody around her knows what's going on, but nobody's there to to say anything. Like nobody could say anything to her. And like, like what are you going to say? I don't know. You know. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, I think at some point too, it becomes, you don't know who your friends are versus who's just around you. Who is like, nope, you're my meal ticket. You are, you know, I, I came out here to dance and I can't tell you not to do this because I'm on your show type deal. So it, you kind of look at like the people surrounding her and you're like, did you have any good friends? Like, did, was there anybody in your corner saying like something's not right? And you do one- get a glimpse of some friends that are in the documentary that are very blindsided when she does start to go down the rabbit hole because they're like, she's, she hid it from everyone. So there's the alcohol and then there's like, you know, she admits she was uh, doing weed and Xanax and Coke. And like that was kind of like her mix of acceptable drugs that she was doing before, before. And then she came in hard. And then she takes a corner turn like off the rails where she is just Coke and Xanax aren't doing it anymore. She needs something more. And so she turns heavily into heroin and crack, crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the the story that it's like. Holy shit. And you even see in the documentary, her friends are like, oh, are we, are we going here? Do you want me to tell you what she was using? And they're like, yes, you can say are it. Are we and talking like, about heroin? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are we talking about this? Yeah. This now? So it's, you know, man, it's a lot. And again, we do invite you to to check out this documentary because it's um, very honest. Very honest. Very, and very I, honest. You know, she wanted to set the record straight. She wanted to control the story. Mm-hmm. She wanted to put it out there the way that she... The way it happened. Yeah. And also, you know, not, I'm not, you can tell your story how you want to tell it. Like, I don't think that if you suffer from addiction, you have to tell the world or whatever. But I do think there's going to be so much beneficial, like, conversations around this. Yeah. Because I know that it's, I mean, I want to have a conversation about a lot of this. I do too. Because I don't necessarily, like, it's really about mental health here. That's Mm -hmm. why she turned to this. Like, it's not, yes, there's drugs and everything, but really, when she, when he had done too, it's just she was suffering inside and she couldn't tell anybody. Right. And even if she did, would they listen? Right. And it it was really interesting too. Like, um, she, she has this assistant that is no longer her assistant currently. Um, but you can tell on this assistant's face that like this job broke her. And like, she's like, it was exhausting to try to figure out like, what we what do we do with her like we don't know what's going to happen and the night that well I guess it's the the timeline of the day that she overdosed um they're at a party at night they're having a good time they go back to Demi's house and there's like a little house party with just a handful of people she's not drinking at her house but 
her friends they she actually hands out LaCroix yeah that they, night they mentioned it's like everyone. they're not drinking and um they're celebrating a friend's birthday and you know she asks Demi asks her friend like you know I really want you to stay the night you know I think it'd be great and she's like no I can't you know we'll go hiking in the morning but you know my mom's in town I got to get back you know the dogs all these things and the friend remembers when they left looking to another friend being like do you think we should stay like mm-hmm. just something feels off about this. Do you think we should have stayed? And you're like, no, you know, she's a grown girl. She's, she's gonna be fine. We're you rationalize. Yeah. But girls have that feeling. Like, you get that I intuition. See, yeah, and you're, you're like, like oh. oh, fuck. It and was I, right there. Yeah. I, I would have totally been that person too. been mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Something feels off. Something feels weird. I don't. Yeah. I should, I should go back. And, and I would convince myself not to or something. You, yeah. You, you feel for that girl right. in that moment because yeah. what actually ends up happening that night so she goes back and she does call her drug dealer. And it, it turns out like this happens at like 4 a.m. Okay. So like people leave their house at like midnight, a little after midnight. And then Demi calls her drug dealer at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. And evidently um, what she was given was laced with fentanyl, mm-hmm. which is a lethal drug for human. Like you wouldn't suggested um, that it can kill you. And she does end up, she's minutes away from death. Yeah. When her assistant... Uh, finds her her assistant finds her at like 11 30 in the morning or something because she goes upstairs and she's knocking on the door because there's a doctor's appointment that you know they need to get to and you know the assistant knocks on the door and she doesn't hear anything she comes downstairs talks to the cook goes back upstairs and like girl we got to get going opens up the door and (laughs) and she's like and that's what she said she's like you walk in the room and it's cold and she's like you could just immediately tell something's not right and she looks at demi and demi is naked in her bed and she's blue Mm -hmm. and she's got drool and vomit around her. And the first thing the assistant does is like, Oh shit, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she calls security and the security is like, okay, we're, I'm on my way. I'm going to help, you know, I'm going to get there. Um, and I don't know, they don't really mention like the time lapse between any of these things, but at some point the assistant says, I'm going to call nine one one. And somebody in the camp says, make sure they don't use any sirens. And I think it's really important to note that because if it were me or you, 911 would have been the first call we made. Not it security. wouldn't have been security. It wouldn't have been like, oh my God, get her mom on the phone. It would have been, it would have been 911. There's an emergency. Please come to my house. Yeah. And yeah. the and the operator was like, no, no. your friend is in yeah. is in a medical emergency. We need to use the sirens. That's how yeah. that that's why they have sirens to get there quicker. Exactly. You can't say exactly. no sirens. Right. And I think it's worth noting too that that call made by her assistant is what saved her life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been five minutes later and Demi would have she would have been dead. Yeah, that's because immediately when they showed up they had to get the Narcon out and um but also when she's okay when the security guard is telling his side of the story how he found her and everything i had watched a different um story about her about that moment and Mm -hmm. that was her listening to his account for the very first time so if he in in saying with the doctor as she's Mm -hmm. sitting there next to him like it's the first time she's really hearing it from them yeah so i think that that's also very powerful because it's these people that were there and saw you almost die and yeah. at some point probably did die yeah she said that she had a heart attack a few strokes she has still has brain damage so mm-hmm. she can't drive anymore is it this is this was not like oh you overdosed they like we <laughs> glamorized yeah it's not a glamorized situation i think that's why she was wanting to point this out and i think that was a big thing i took from it too 
I think when celebrities have something like this as a, as a drug addiction, mm-hmm. it's almost like we glamorize it and not in like a way like, oh, I wish it happened to us. It's almost in a way like it's like a coolness thing exactly. or like how bad could it be? Right. Or that just fits the part. But she's really uncovering why these people go through this. Right. And which needs to be said. I think so too. And I think, I mean, that isolation component is, it, again, that common thread that is woven between so many stories in Hollywood that it's like, we've got to be better human beings first. Mm-hmm. Like they are celebrities second, but they are humans first. You wouldn't treat a human in a glass cage like that, but we do that to celebrities and we think it's okay because we idolize them or we put them on these pedestals and they're like, they're so cool and blah, 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 but they're still humans and they have isolation and we've seen what isolation does to people. We've seen what lack of control can do to people. You, We are innately as humans, we need something to have control over mm-hmm. and it doesn't need to be drugs, but that's usually what it's turned to because ingesting, like you can only put things in your body that you allow in there. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's a natural instinct to want to do is to either cut it off or put more in like that's under your control to do. And it, I mean, it's heartbreaking when you hear her tell the account of what happens with her drug dealer. Oh yeah. Cause I looked up today. I was like, who the fuck is this drug dealer? Like, I want to find this motherfucker and be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Oh, he's not going to be alive very much longer. Oh no. He's um, going to be taken out. We, I sent Brittany a, a video, a TMZ got a hold of this guy and like, does this video interview with him outside of like a restaurant. I think he's already like, this is only two months after the overdose. So this was 2018. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's definitely high on something during this interview. I mean, you can tell he kind of got caught off guard, but I'm I'm surprised actually he did it. Number one, he probably doesn't know, but the sketchy critters that are around (laughs) him in this interview too. I'm like, is that guy literally hanging from a tree? Like what he's hanging onto the tree. Like he's going to get blown away, but like there's not a wind. There's no wind. It's like California. Yeah. It's just weird. In it's a it's weird. Um, we'll put that on our on our show notes because it is worth a watch. He I can't describe to you how gone he is. Yeah, he but it, he is a rat. Oh, like a just a the way of he a human. dehumanizes basically. Yes, her in this video is is disgusting and disturbing. Very no account for a human life. It's insane yeah, to me. It's insane, and I mean for him to. She knew what she was taking. She knew the complications. It's like, you are a fucking piece of shit. She knew it. I I can't stand this. You knew what you were getting into. You knew what you were signing up for. You No. 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 I've never lived this moment before in my life. I've never lived this next minute before. So no, I don't know what I'm signing up for. Right. Because I don't know. I haven't been there yet. Right. Can we please stop? We have to stop this kind of idea that everyone understands what has already ha- has not happened to them. No, exactly. we, ha- we haven't. Right. Gets very passionate about that. <sighs> I know. I know. I know. I just these totally discounts like any emotion. So you're not allowed to have emotions. You're not allowed to have feelings. You're not allowed to have a, a basically any kind of opinion because you signed up for it. Right. It's basically shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. Um, like, no, just no. because you signed up for it doesn't mean you sign away your rights to all that stuff. Those are human rights. You didn't sign them away. Yes. This is not Ursula and Ariel <laughs> signing away the voice in the cave. No. No. This is real life. Also, yeah, hearing her talk about that account and how she was basically raped. Yeah. He sexually assaulted her, um, raped her right before she passed out. And then he left. He left her for dead. He left her for dead in her room. Peaced out. It was like. I'm going to leave before 
I get in trouble for this? Yeah. She says that she does have a vision of him on top of her. Mm-hmm. And that's why she thought it was consensual at one time. Because they asked in the hospital, um, did you have consensual sex? And she gets the the flash of like, he was on top of me. That must mean yes. And she says yes. And then mm-hmm. she goes on to make a great point. She's like, I was not conscious and there's no way I could have made a consensual decision or mm-hmm. even a conscious decision to have sex with somebody in the state that I was in. Right. Um, no, that was right. 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 But in those moments, that's what most women think. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember it. I'm probably said yes. No, that's that we, yeah. that's another thing we have to just a race out of our culture it's not acceptable anymore right and so i'm glad she brought that to light i am too i am too it's a, it's a hard one to get through um yeah. i'm so excited about the next two because yeah. this is gonna unlock a lot of questions we had about her relationships and mm-hmm. is she even sober now right um this is just very is, interesting yeah what and does it look like what does her journey look like from now on like what is you know it, you've created a an enormous conversation and allowed a lot of people into the conversation. And I applaud you for that. I think it's fantastic that you, you know, are doing this. I'm curious, what are you going to do with this information now? Right. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot. This is a lot. I'm amazed how uh, open she was with it too. Yeah. She's like, I'm just going to start talking and you guys can edit it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. Way to go YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> or whoever <laughs> produced this. I was like, okay. Yeah. All right. Well done. You guys been doing well done. it. Doing it. It's really good. So we'll probably we, talk about it next yeah, week. For sure. There will be a part two. There will be a part two. And which actually, I have a feeling this one will be, what we talk about next week will be something that we're very passionate about. So, yeah. Okay. Can't well, wait. Yeah. Looking forward to it. And if you guys, you know, have any questions or I, I want to know your thoughts. Like, I really would love to just have an open table conversation. So slide into those DMs slide. and let us know what you think thinking on any of these about the cinnamon shrimp tales, about Kylie Jenner, and certainly about Demi Lovato, because we want to hear all of your thoughts. We appreciate you guys pressing play on this podcast. And I also want to point out. Thank you for sharing the screenshots. So when you guys are listening, yes. you see them. We will always repost. Yep. We will always give you a heart. We will always be like, thanks, because that is how we get the word out about our podcast. It is one of the number one ways, as well as hitting five stars. So we appreciate it. Thank you so much. We, we love you guys. Yep. We'll see you soon. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us. 